Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. I have a special invitation for you. I would love for you to join Bill and I and be a part of our Journey of the Soul launch team. You can do this, but you have to act fast because the last day to join is January the 14th. So before then, what we'd love for you to do is join us in this exclusive launch team. You'll get to be a part of a private Facebook group with us. You'll get a free digital copy of the Leader Guide for Journey of the Soul. And you'll get an invitation for a live webinar that Bill and I are doing just for the launch team members on Group Soul Shepherding. So to do this, what you need to do is pre-order the book, Journey of the Soul, and then upload your receipt to journeyofthesoul.org forward slash launch team. But act quick because you will have to do it all before January 14th. And we'll look forward to interacting with you around Journey of the Soul. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherd. Hello, Soul Talks friends. Gosh, we have a treat for you today. I am going to uh, interview Christy about her story as a writer and uh, sort of the behind the scenes with the making of Journey of the Soul. And uh, this conversation is very uh, dear to my heart because, Christy, you are so dear to my heart. And I, I just can't thank you enough for the ways that you have joined with me in the writing of Journey of the Soul, because I could not have written this book without you. It, 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 uh, I don't know if, if you listening know us well enough. Some of you probably do. But if I would have written this book by myself, it just would have been too like professorial <laughs> or too, too much uh, complicated detail or something, uh, uh, too, too heady. It would have been too, too heady. Well, you, you're able to write a dissertation. That's something I never could do. <laughs> so I chose a, a doctorate that didn't require that. <laughs> so Christy contributed many things as the co-author of Journey of the Soul. First of all, uh, uh, tremendous insights and uh, warm stories and just her vast experience as a therapist and spiritual director. So there's tremendous substance that she contributed. But the other thing that she did is she was like the first reader. Since I'm more the writer, a, a lot of Christie's parts were spoken. Uh, some parts you, you wrote as well. I yeah. mean, you told me it was <laughs> felt like being chained to the chair, you know, at the desk, you know. And <laughs> Christy just does not like that, you know, behind the computer and, you know, locked in and thinking and organizing and, you know, putting the right words to it. And you, you see me wrestle with that and you're like, ah, I don't want any part of that. Yeah. Uh, but so a lot of those things were spoken and then I would follow behind you and take notes and then, you know, write it out and you, and then you would sort of, you know, make adjustments from there. And then I did the editing of it, but all that editing was done in consultation with you. And so what I'm, what I'm getting at is one of the roles that Christy played was to be the first reader because, uh, for most of you listening, you're, you're more like Christy than me. Uh, or even if you're like me and you're type A and you're a thinker, you, you you need the Christie side that brings out the feelings and uh, more of the intimacy and the warmth and uh, and certainly uh, hopefully you get some of that from me too because I've been shaped by Christie over these uh, decades of um, marriage and working together so yeah we intertwine our stories and our styles uh, but we're constantly because Christie and I are pretty much opposite personalities so we're we're kind of 
you know, Bill's type A, Christy's type B, Bill's a thinker, Christy's a feeler, Bill's like super organized, Christy's spontaneous, Bill wants to get into the details, Christy wants to give you a, a metaphor, a word picture. So we're just kind of going back and forth mm-hmm. between these different styles so that we don't miss anybody. Yes. And uh, one of the main things we did with this book, and this was so important to me and I really felt this is what God wanted, was, uh, and this is a hard thing to do, was, because I, I, I tell the pastors that we minister to and the leaders, you know, I didn't write this book for you. You know, Christy and I didn't write this for you. We, we wrote it for your people. We, we wrote this book to make the, uh, the Christ stages of faith accessible for everybody so that every, everybody in your church can understand these different stages of faith, the emotions, uh, even intimacy with God, that it's not just some mysterious thing for, for monks or something, that that's, that's for everybody. And that even people who are whatever stage they're in, there is scripture for that. We can celebrate that. There's opportunities and challenges that we can work through by God's grace. And so we wanted to put the cookies down to the lower shelf where, you know, everybody can get them. And so, Christy, you really helped with that because of just getting things into a simpler language. And so we, we rewrote this book, every chapter of this book, we rewrote three times. <laughs> three times I, I uh, and to be honest you know Christy you felt like it was good enough the first time I did <laughs> <laughs> and I said no it can be simpler it can be more engaging I want to take it apart uh, so I'm like a mechanic taking apart the engine and that was very stressful to get it all discombobulated and start all over and say okay Lord what is the best way to do this let's try this again and of course, taking you know much of what was written the first time, but but shifting and changing and adding new things, taking out stuff, and get it better and better. So yeah, it will. And your personality is you know that everything can always be improved, and you love improving things. And so, and your personality also is to really aim towards perfection. You have very high standards, and so that was a part of it too. But it was mostly, I think, done as a work of love for Jesus and His Church. And that's really why I engaged with this. It was hard for me. I mean, this your dream of writing, you gave that up at the altar 26 years ago. And that was a relief for me. And you responded to my invitation to co-author The Lives of Our Three Kids. And I'm so grateful for that. And actually, God has used that as a part of this book. I mean, our daughter, Brianna, has been huge in this book with even coming up and as you read the book and get the book, you'll see the visuals of the symbols that she's helped us develop for each of the stages. It's been so powerful and helpful to people. And our our kids have helped us with developing the, the playlist, the music playlist, because there's, there's contemporary Christian worship music for each one of the stages that where these artists, these musicians are articulating the language of these stages and yep. beautiful, Go to Spotify. Ways. Go to Spotify, search on uh, Journey of the Soul, and you'll, you'll find them there, uh, 30 songs for each of the stages of faith. Yeah, and it'll be way more meaningful for you once you've read the book. But, you know, our kids have been a huge part. We couldn't have started our ministry without David. He developed our websites for, you know— uh, in many versions of that. And so our daughter Jenny's helped us with marketing. And so there's just been, you know, you were you were co-authoring the lives of our three kids, but the Lord was doing something there in this as well in a preparation for what he had in mind of something far down the road. 26 years later, we now are finding the ram in the bush. <laughs> yeah. It was like you took your dream to the altar, your Isaac, but there wasn't an immediate provision of the ram in the bush. It was a long obedience here, a long sacrifice, a continued re-surrender. 
And your surrender was obvious and early 26 years ago to surrender your dream of writing for a Christian publisher. But for me, I that was a victory for me. But I had to go through my own wall. I had to go through my own altar experience. I had to go through my own deep surrender. I had to go through my own dark night of the soul. I had to progress through each of these stages experientially too. Mm-hmm. And actually writing was a part of that for me because writing a book was not ever a dream of mine. Now we did write our first book together um, in what, let's see, 1987. Uh, We had been married one year and we wrote our first book together, but really you wrote that word for word. And all I did was just pray and ideate and talk and enter your book head and (laughs) those kind of things. Which was significant. It was significant, but, um, and, and it was so, that was such a miserable experience for me. I never wanted to do it again. <laughs> I never wanted to do it again. And then watching a book you about write. enjoying enjoying God's love, and it was miserable <laughs> for the writer. So, <laughs> and then it was a disappointment because it went out of print so fast, and it was like, wow, all that work, all that sacrifice for being in print one year. You know, it was like five thousand books, you know, printed and sold. Forget that. I never want to do that again. And why would you want to? I could, you know, I couldn't get it. Um, and then seeing what it cost us every time you wrote a book and just feeling, man, this is not worth it. You don't get rich off a book. Books, books don't make you money. You don't write a book to make money. Um, it is a, it is a lot of work. It is hard work. It is long and consistent hours. And it doesn't feel gratifying because you don't usually hear from people that you're, that are reading the book very much. And so you're just writing it for the Lord and people love and you put it out there and let go of it. And so it was just not something I wanted to do at all and didn't like you doing at all. It wasn't good at supporting you. I was not a supportive wife. I complained a lot about what it cost, about the hours of sleep that our family sacrificed Mm -hmm. because you were writing, the meals together that we sacrificed because you were writing, the fun we missed out on because you were writing, Mm -hmm. the um, boring conversations to me that we had because I was listening to you. You didn't seem bored. Share your thoughts. And I was trying to stay tuned in and attentive, but I was like really bored and having a hard time. And um, the messes, the messes of books, out everywhere and papers out everywhere and filling our house and just so much that I really didn't like about writing, needing to be quiet and trying to keep the kids quiet and not being on the phone and trying to keep a quiet environment for you and um, you writing on weekends and just not not being able to bother you with things that I needed, help with a house or um, asking for you because it would take your energy away from you or writing. There's so many things I, I really did not like about you writing that made me opposed to it. There's a lot of sacrifices that you made, sacrifices of love uh, for me and for the Lord uh, in those early years when we were in our late 20s. And I, I was writing um, before I went went to the altar there uh, and, and gave that up. And so, yeah, you now we're, we're forward a number of years now and, uh, and we've started soul shepherding and uh, we've released, uh, your best life in Jesus, easy yoke, you know, after the Lord released me to, to write again. And, uh, really it's just assembled a, a curriculum for small groups, uh, soul, soul care groups and told the story of my renewal there. Um, but then it was after that, 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 uh, I said to you, you know, let's, 
let's work together and write a book. And you were like, uh, not wanting to do that at all for all these reasons that you've been going into all these frustrations, all these sacrifices, all these stresses. Uh, it was just so much. Well, it was, and there was a lot of disappointment for me too, because I think when the Lord released you to write and I was supportive of it, I was like, yeah, you've, you've sacrificed for so long. I've seen how hard this has been on you and I've seen the fruit of it and I'm really grateful. And it's your turn. It was kind of like, okay, I'm ready. It's your turn. Kids were grown by then. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's your turn. Right. I want, I want this for you now. It was like, Mm -hmm. I, and part of it was because I felt so guilty because I'd seen how much you suffered and what a sacrifice it was for you. And I'd seen that you still felt the passion for it. You never lost the passion. You never, you were still honing your gift I saw the patience, I saw the sacrifice, I saw the love, and I saw you still had the gift and the passion and the calling. And so I was like, okay, Lord, yeah, I release him. And I expected God to like really like bless you big right away, like the ram was going to be in the bush. Like I, I had these dreams like, yeah, your best life and easy yoke was going to be um, sell, you know, like the sh- the shack did and publishers are going to be pursuing you and wanting to publish it. And you know, all these book contracts would be coming. And I was like, God's going to bless you now. Like the gates of heaven are going to open and <laughs> you know, everybody's going to see what a gifted writer you are. And that didn't happen. And I was kind of like, Lord, he sacrificed so long. He's waited so long. I see the purity of his heart and he's so gifted. And, and I didn't understand that. And then, um, we thought after Dallas died and Dallas encouraged you to write and Dallas kind of passed the baton to you. And so you kind of locked yourself up in our son's room that was empty at the time. And you spent uh, months writing a book and we thought, okay, this is it. God has given you all this great mentoring from Dallas and he wants you to pass it on to other pastors who didn't get it. So you wrote that book and then the Lord told you, no, that's not the book I want you to write. And so you never even shopped that to publishers. You we just, threw it out. You threw it out. And then you wrote yeah. another lot, another book um, because some pastors that you were mentoring were telling you, no, I think you need to write a book kind of on soul shepherding and on this transformative work God's done in your life. And so you wrote this whole other book. It was it was, again, months of writing, and I was feeling the loneliness again and the book head again. And, um but that was a part of my spiritual growth because I was leaning into solitude and silence and intimacy with Jesus during that time and learning spirit-led ministry during that time and learning my own waiting and more death to self for me. And so you wrote a whole nother book again, and this time you did shop it with the publisher. But when the publishers wanted the book and they talked to you and you said, no, I'm not going to do any promoting or speaking on this book or I don't want to do a big book launch and I don't want to do all the things that the publisher wants me to do to sell a book they were like well then forget it and um so you didn't get a contract on that book and so it's sitting on our shelf and um it hasn't been read and so then I've read it yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then a couple years later I felt the Lord told me Christy step up to the plate I want you to join Bill in this this isn't just for him I'm asking you to do this with him, not just support him doing it, not just give him months locked in a room writing, but I'm actually asking you to do this with him. And so then we we got the ears of an agent and we brainstormed a book we thought that God wanted us to write and we gave a whole summer to it. And our kitchen was filled with whiteboards and papers mm. and computers and 
I really put my heart and soul into that book proposal. We wrote a book proposal, which ended up being writing half of a book in order to really get the three chapters that we wanted to submit for the proposal and get the outline. It involved a lot of rewriting to discover what it was that God was calling us to say together. And we submitted that to this agent, this book agent, who was the top literary agent, and they didn't want the book. And I was devastated. I was like, yeah. I sacrificed so much for this book. It was yeah. my altar experience. It was like, wow, God doesn't want my gift now. God doesn't want what I've given and sacrificed for. Yeah. And so then I went into my own depression about that. And it even affected soul shepherding. Because at that point I said to you, um, why don't you just hire people and get an office and go do soul shepherding without me? Because I was just so disappointed. I was so discouraged. And I just, I didn't have the heart to continue to show up with all that soul shepherding demands of me. Mm. I had given and given and given, and I'd, I kind of hit a wall myself with, I don't have any more to give. And I, what does it matter anyway? And I was really discouraged, and I had to work through my own depression with that. And, you know, God, why, how did we miss you? How did I think that you were asking me to do this? And then it, it all seems like a waste to me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that so well. That was before our our pivot in uh, leading uh, the organization of Soul Shepherding into new frontiers and growth. And uh, and it was tension again in our marriage because you want yeah. you felt God was calling us to grow Soul Shepherding, and I was like, no, I'm 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 done. It's, it's costing me way too much. This is you know having way too much of an impact on my life and our marriage. And yeah, for you who are listening, that was a three year period of of uh, Christian and I wrestling. And that was a, a lot of uh, <clears throat> struggle there uh, around the growth of soul shepherding and around our combining our gifts to lead soul shepherding together, including writing a book together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so you just, it was just a, uh, the rug was pulled out from under your feet there. And it was just like, I, I, I didn't want to do this in the first place. And I really don't want to do it now. I, I can't handle this. Yeah, and I think, to be honest, there was something there God was doing in my heart, too, because in both of those places, it was kind of like, well, I had you back, and I really liked our marriage and our relationship and our life together, and this messed it up again. This, like, cost me again. Like, I had to give it up again. I had to share you with the world again, and I didn't want to. Because your dream was, for Soul Shepherding, was that it was Bill and Christie's ministry, and it was uh, simple, small organic, just what we, we could manage, you know, maybe having, you know, one assistant that sort of helped us organize some things, but basically the, the ministry is what you and I can do. Yeah. And, and quite honestly, Bill, in my flesh, there were things like what I could control mm-hmm. and what I could hide behind. Yeah. Um, mm. And with growing soul shepherding and with co-authoring a book with you like this, it meant I had to step up to the plate. I couldn't just, you know, be in the stands anymore. Or just be, you know, relating behind the scenes or with a few people or one-on-one with somebody in our, our office or, you know, you know, circle, intimate circle at our Soul Shepherding Institute. Um, but it, I, had, I had to come out and I had to share my story. You and were I, and that was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It was vulnerable for you and risky for you to share your story and to bring your gifts in, into leadership and into into a public stage of ministry. Yeah. And part of that is, you know, as an Enneagram too, my, my wound is that I'm not wanted. And so it was just very hard for me to believe that, that who would want to read anything I would write. Mm. 
And that's part of why that rejection with that, you know, book that we wrote together was so hard because it tapped into that womb. Yeah, see, I'm not wanted. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, just a, a deep, a deep pain there and, and a feeling of, of shame and, and aloneness being left, pushed aside. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, that's the pain of you as a writer is that you want, you know, when you spend these long, long hours in isolation writing, it's, he doesn't want me. He, he wants to write. He wants to, you know, bless other people, but he doesn't, he doesn't care about me. So you're feeling on both sides. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're tempted to feel that way when I'm writing mm-hmm. or working. Mm-hmm. And then when you're putting, when you're stepping up when to, I'm the stepping plate up to lead, the plate. Yep. then you're also tempted to feel that rejection. Yes. I hear in my head, I'm going to be booed. I, nobody wants me at bat. They want Bill at bat. He's the good batter. Yeah. Well, and so your authenticity here, Christy, is so important for our listeners because, and we have found this in our institute, uh, this is part of how I, I really discerned that God wanted us to write this book together is because um, Christy and I lead the institute together. So we, we co-teach and we're both spiritual directors and our institute cohorts are half men and half women. That's very important to us, shared male-female uh, leadership and participation. And so... What we have found is that in those early years, because in the early, earliest retreats we led, it was a lot more of me speaking and leading and teaching. Um, and But what we saw was that when you spoke, another half of the room lit up because they were more like you. And we started realizing that God was sending, amidst the people God was sending us, it wasn't just, you know, type A leaders or thinkers or doers like me. There were plenty of people like that, uh, men and women, but then there were others, uh, both men and women, who were more um, soft-spoken or maybe some challenges with confidence or would let somebody else lead and would, would sort of be the encourager. But when, when they saw, Christy, you speak and share your ideas and do that in, in your way with, with feelings and relationality and, and word pictures. And uh, it was so impactful for them. And we started realizing that God was using your story to help these other people in the room find their voice and find their confidence. And we had many cases and continued in many cases of, of husbands and wives called to serve God together, but they hadn't figured that out yet. And then so seeing us figure that out and, and do it together. So it wasn't just like, hey, Bill takes a turn and then he does something, then Christy takes a turn and she does something, which is fine. But what was happening was God was using our relationship. Yes. Which is ultimately why we started Soul Talks and why we do it this way, that it's a conversation. It's not a, a presentation. Is because we, we've learned that, yeah, Jesus sent the disciples out in pairs. Besides that, God is a trinity. God is a relationship. So God does his best work oftentimes through relationships. Well, and that's part of what has been so good with Journey of the Soul is that I've, the Lord has shown me what it is that I know that I didn't know I knew, what he's taught me, what he's given me that I didn't know that I knew. And so as we've engaged in writing this together, I've been reminded of just what a treasure of experience and knowledge he's given me in my own journey, but also all the people I've been blessed to journey with as as a therapist and as a spiritual director and as a mentor and as the founder of soul shepherding through, you know, pastor's wife's ministry. And so it's, it's been, it's been a joy in that. And it's been a surprise in that. And, you know, one of the ways that 
I've kind of woken up to it is, you know, we'll just be talking and all of a sudden you'll start writing down what I'm saying. And I realize, oh, there's something there that he's finding value in. And it always surprises me. But I've seen you do that now for so many years that it's given me some confidence to speak up now. And it's given me some confidence that when you will ask me and pull me in to engage with you on these subjects, um, to take to step up to this plate saying, okay, I may not be the superstar player on this team like you are, but I actually have some valuable things to add to this team. And I'm going to step up and I'm going to take courage and confidence and keep my eyes on Jesus. He's the ball <laughs> that I'm going to keep my eyes on. Um, and I'm going to engage with them instead of hide from it and fear it and duck it and run from it. And um, I'm going to step up and believe that he's with me and that, you know, it's not all up to me. And I'm just going to share what he's given me. And it's been surprising and it's been joyful for me to see him use that in big ways in people's lives. Well, and I am so thankful that you're doing that. I, I th so appreciate, Christy, you stepping up to the plate. Uh, for one thing, you're sharing the load of uh, and the responsibility of, of leading. And uh, for another, the ministry is so much better because of your gifts. But I think the thing that I'm most thankful for about you stepping up to the plate is all for all of you who are listening, who are having trouble finding your voice or being confident or expressing your gifts. So lots of women out there and, and men as well. Uh, Type B personalities, maybe, or maybe you're you're married to a, a, a go-getter, um, or maybe you just haven't had the opportunities. There's a lot of, of gifted uh, people out there. You know, we've had a leadership lit on women. That's that's a bad thing. Uh, people of color have been held back. Uh, artistic, sensitive personality types, in many cases, are held back. And so, Christy, you're a champion for for all of us out there that that um, need to find our, our voice, our niche, and, and step up to the plate. And there's times I'm scared to step up to the plate, but I take courage from you and how, how you've done it. And so that's a really important part of the journey of the soul is finding our, our spiritual gifts. Uh, in the book, we call them joy gifts, because uh, it gives us great joy when we use our gifts to serve God, particularly if we do it in, in, in God's uh, presence and God's power uh, with the smile of Jesus uh, that we're enjoying, and that that's how we're meant to serve God. It's a, it's the most fulfilling thing there can be to mm -hmm. overflow with God's yeah. grace that He's given to yeah, us. It and really is. So you're modeling that, Christy, as as a as a wounded healer, uh, and as someone who's taking courage to to step beyond your comfort zone and do that, you know, out of love for others. Well, and I appreciate your love and humility because as I have stepped up to the plate and I began to speak, it, it actually made writing a lot harder for you because you would write something and say, no, I don't like it. It's not good. It needs to be this or, well, it needs that or, well, you need a story here or, no, you you know, you've lost me here. This is too heady. These are too big of words, that, you know, and, uh. and I, I actually, I love that. And you were listening, you probably wouldn't know this, but I've been telling Christy really for years Look, you need to interrupt me when I if I go off on my head or if I get into a judgmental one, you know, elbow me. I don't want to be that way. I need your feedback. Don't worry about my feelings. Of course, I care about my feelings, but I care more about what being uh, fulfilling, uh, being faithful to what God's called us to do. And so seeing you take courage to give that negative feedback that you don't want to give because you're such a tender heart, uh, it's been so helpful and it's made this book so much better. Well, you've 
persevered with that. Friends, I wish you could see there were times when we were writing and Bill would have been writing for days on something. And then I would read it and I would say, oh, this is so good. But we can't put it in the book because it's got too much detail or it's it's too advanced or it's it we, we don't have the word the word count won't support this many words or and it was like so hard for me to give you the feedback of that and so hard for me to tell you I have a different vision for this than what you've done here when what you've done was so good and you labored so hard and long and we'd sacrificed so much for it um but you every time you're like no I want I want what's best for our readers I want this and, and for the Lord and you would you were constantly willing to go back at it and to draw me out and rethink it and I just was always amazed by that iron sharpens iron the proverb says and that's that's what we need in our relationships certainly our leadership we need to collaborate and, and learn from each other and we need feedback and so that uh, developing more of that dynamic in these soul shepherding years with you, Christy, has been uh, really a joy and an honor for me. Well, I would take I would take what you'd written to the beach and I'd read it in a setting like that because that's how a lot of our readers are going to read our book. You yeah. know, they're going to read it in a place of beauty or relaxation or on vacation or sometime where they have time. And I wanted to be in the same space as as a reader or where I am when I read books like this and. Um, it's different than when you're sitting at a desk at a computer. You, you know, you, you're in a different place, and so I wanted to be able to to really access that place where our reader is, whether it's it's on their nightstand and they're reading at night, or whether it's mm-hmm. at their kitchen table or on their couch. I kind of read it in all these different places to try to get a sense of what what our readers will experience reading it. And I kept trying to think about how could I receive this, knowing that our readers don't know everything I know. Um, because we learned, we had some people tell us that we have a lot of unconscious competencies, things that we know that we're not conscious to that other people don't know. And so I kept trying to put myself back into, okay, if I had never been a therapist, you know, how would this sound to me? Or if I, you know, didn't have this experiential knowledge here, could I understand this? And, you know, we both did that to try to make this really accessible for everybody, wherever they are at every stage. Another thing you did that I really appreciate, Christy, is that because of your background as a therapist and uh, and mine as well, you know, we we really want to write in a way that it speaks to people who are struggling with discouragement or worry or, like we've been saying, you know, stepping up to the plate or they're having problems in their marriage or a family relationship or whatever, you know, compulsive behavior problems, just the the real-life stresses and hurts and uh, conflicts that we're all dealing with, we, we want our writing to speak to that. So we tell stories about real people are always, of course, uh, changed so that we're protecting confidences. But uh, if the book doesn't speak to the, the actual lives that we're living, and it's just a bunch of thoughts, it's a lot harder to integrate into our life. And so that was a lot of the work of, of the writing that you're contributing to here is bringing in stories of people that you've helped and stories from your life and getting our feet on the ground. What is the journey of the soul like for the average person and uh, who's dealing with some, some stress and some pain? Well, we are so thankful for you, our Soul Talk community, that you're with us in all of this. Many of you have prayed for us as we've been writing this book. You've journeyed with us through all these 
constellations and desolations, all these peaks and pits, all these ups and downs, all the times when some of you I have even called and said, pray for us. This is really hard. This sacrifice, I'm feeling the sacrifice. This is a sacrifice. I love writing this book. I need your prayers. And you've prayed for me and we felt that. So thank you for being with us. And thank you for those of you that have pre-ordered the book. That's huge. If you pre-order the book, save your receipt because we're going to have some freebies for you that you can get by submitting that receipt. Pre-ordering the book will also help it with things like just when you search Journey of the Soul, uh, the more pre-orders we have, the quicker that's going to, you know, point on a, a search engine to our book or at Amazon. When you search Journey of the Soul, the more pre-orders there are, the sooner it's going to be that that's going to be the first book at the top of the list that shows up. So it, it really is significant. You guys have a significant investment here in what God does with this book. And we're we're excited. I'm excited because God has given me a great vision that he's going to use this book to really um, help people increase in their understanding of each other. Our brothers and sisters in yeah. Christ, we're going to grow in our understanding and our empathy for each other as we come to understand this developmental model and understand that some of the differences that we're judging in each other are actually just because we don't understand the, the stage of faith that they're in. That's right. So... Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you're with us. And thank you that you grow us. And thank you, Lord, that you um, you lead us to the altar where, like Bill, he died to selfish ambition. And you led me to my own altars of dying to self-preservation. And Lord, that you call us to take courage and faith and to step up to the plate with you and to participate in this life you've called us to and to venture out on you in love. And so, Lord, we offer to you this book, Journey of the Soul, and we thank you for not calling us to do this alone, but we thank you for each person who's with us in that this journey and who's supporting us and is who's going to be a part of what you want to do through this book. May you be greatly praised. We, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. When Christy and I are talking with you, we always wish that we could be face-to-face well, the next best thing would be a webinar, and that's what we're doing. We're offering you a Journey of the Soul webinar. This will be Wednesday, January 27th at 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time. We'd love to have you jump in on this session of learning. We're going to unpack the Christ stages and all the aspects of the Journey of the Soul. We'll answer your questions. Uh, this is going to be a really fun time of discovery learning the language for our feelings and our faith as we follow Jesus. And as we do that together, this tool is going to be so helpful for you in your own walk with the Lord and in your ministry to others, because it just gives the language for the stuff that we experience in the different stages of faith and how we can work through the challenges and how we can grow. To learn more, just go to soulshepherding.org forward slash events. Or it's, it'll be on our Instagram feed and our uh, Facebook page for Soul Shepherding. We look forward to seeing you on Wednesday, January 27th. Well, as a new author, I'm learning a lot about books and publishing. And one of those things that I'm learning is that pre-ordering really is important. And I didn't know this, but I learned that all pre-ordered books count as first day sales. And that makes a big difference. So you can really help us if you pre-order Journey of the Soul because it will make Journey of the Soul easier to find on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Journey of the Soul is owned by Soul Shepherding. Bill and I wrote it, but we gave the rights to Soul Shepherding. So profits will go to this ministry and support 
ministry to pastors, to missionaries, to people serving God around the world. You can find out more by visiting journeyofthesoul.org. And thank you so much for journeying with us in Jesus. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.